Special guest Tyler Brooks is on tonight. How are you doing? Bench Mob, what's up? It's a pleasure to be here. It's about time. Yes, sir. We are glad that you are. We're glad that you took time out of your schedule to hop on with us. Um, for those who don't know, Tyler's into the arts. He's doing stand-up comedy, movies, plays, things of that nature. How has how long have you been into the arts and doing music and doing the film and doing plays how long has that been your passion man it's been my passion since my senior year of high school i got into the arts you know through church you know growing up in a church family singing in church dancing in church and the theatrical arts actually found me when i got to high school i joined my school step team shout out absolute step team award-winning step team and our the step team had to be a part of the school musical so that was just that requirement just had me becoming a part of the theater family. And then after that, after my freshman year, I fell in love with it, sophomore, junior, and senior year was that one year when I decided like, this is my passion. This is what I'm gonna pursue in college and then for the rest of my life. That's dope. We often hear that from some of the biggest stars that it started in church for them. Like the background started in church, singing in church, dancing in church. When you started off doing that, what were some of your first memories of, you know, singing and dancing in church? Like, what was those some of those first memories, first emotions that you got when you did sing and dance? Wow. Um, of course, I was a little nervous, you know, but it was it's always that excitement as a kid. Just I always had just going out and, you know, making people happy, hearing that applause. It was always something that fueled me and made me more excited to to look forward to the next performance you know it was always yeah I think I feel like starting to perform in church was the most amazing thing for me personally because just to have that comfort of doing it for God's glory that's that's number one you know just getting to hone in my talents for his glory and then once I once I was aware of my talents that was when I was able to go out outside of church perform and do my thing that he blessed me with Facts always, always make sure, you know, I believe it. Not everybody believes that, but you know how we grew up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless. For, for you, who are some of your inspirations when it comes to film, when it comes mm -hmm. to end up comedy and acting? Who are some of your people that, you know, you've looked up to that you try to learn from, you try to apply stuff that they talk about? into your actual career? 
Absolutely. So when it comes to film and acting, I got to go with the duo of Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler, who teamed up to give us the series of Creed, you know. Um, I bring up those two because those are two African-American men that really punched box office records out of the water, you know, with that um, series called Creed. And um, Michael B. Jordan being from New Jersey, you know, he had a star earlier being a child model, and that's how he got into the industry. But just, and the list actually goes on from New Jersey. I just look at anybody that got to meet out of New Jersey because that's the life that I live. I'm in, I was in the shoes that they were once in. And, you know, it's definitely possible. And um, I also want to get into writing too. That's why I also say Ryan Coogler and like his vision combined with Michael B. Jordan is just an inspiration to me. I, I always try to connect with filmmakers that I run into because, you know, I can be, I could be the next Michael B. Jordan, but somebody else could be the next Ryan Coogler, you know? It's just all about networking for me and just, you know, not letting the people that's made it, not letting their stories go to waste, you know? Cause their stories are inspiration for all of us, I feel like. And, you know, a little bit of everyone's story could be a piece of your path to make it to the top, I feel like. So, you know, I always like to be aware of what's going on around the industry especially Black African-Americans doing it in the industry because, you know, I always want to see our people win and at the same time create more opportunities and more visuals for those that come after me to see me and be like, oh, Tyler did it coming out of Jersey, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely possible. Yeah, a lot of people don't have them up there. A lot of people don't mention them. My wife knows. Michael Jordan, that's, that's right now, like, probably my top three favorite actors. Anything's he in, I'm going to go Let's see Talk about it. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, anything he's in, I'm seeing it, anything he got a hand in. Yes. Right then, the new Creed that's coming out, I'm like, I don't Yes. I'm that's going, like, I'm, for me, for me, and you might feel the same way, he's like our modern day Denzel to me. Ooh, yes. The impact that he has on our our area, our people around our age group, our culture. Of course, Denzel. Denzel to me is like Jay Z. He's like fine wine. That joke right. was still. He could go be in any movie. He was just on Broadway doing Macbeth, and I think almost won an award for that. Like Denzel's obviously we know Denzel's Denzel. great. Yes. Denzel can act probably till he's ninety five, and it'd still be. Sub- Everybody gonna go out spend their money to go see him. Exactly. Michael B. Jordan, I guess you would say, is like the little Wayne or the Drake of right now. Like, yes, that's perfect, actually. That's, man, that's spot on. That man, he is, really hasn't missed, and he's working with amazing talent around him. And like, I feel like when you could hold off, we could hold your own around talents like, you know, Jamie Foxx. He did just mercy with him. Like, you know, being with higher talent and then you know, holding your own, you just prove yourself. And, and he does that exact, exactly in every film. Just keeps on proving himself. His range is just so crazy. Like you mentioned Just Mercy, and then he did the uh, Tom Clancy movie where that's the first time a Tom Clancy movie had a black actor as a star role. So I'm like, he's breaking down barriers. And the range though, like my man will go from, he's gonna go kill you to I'm saying <laughs> The range is crazy. Yeah. Not many people like him. For the comedians, because I know you just started, you just had yeah, yeah. stand up over at Willie P. Who are some people that you look up to in that space for uh, stand up comedians? 
my goodness, we got to start off with the GOAT, Eddie Murphy, you know, the one that really gave us, you know, not he didn't start it, but like, you know, Eddie was just that different era that shocked everybody, you know, just he didn't care. And like, he was just effortlessly funny, you know, got to love Eddie. Eddie Griffin is also one of my favorites, you know, Eddie Griffin, you know, he's from Kansas City, Missouri. He got that Southern swag with him. And um, I just love his, I just love his take on life and like how he just goes on stage and just gives it to you any way that he wants. And then I would have to go with, if I had to give a third one, I'd say, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, why not? Especially some of his, his older works is just golden to me. You know, I like his animation, the way he can tell stories, the way he can be himself. And then when an instant snap it, snap it to another character for the audience to see, you know, like I said about the actors, just little things that I like to take from different people in the field and try to make it my own. And um, I really feel like that's why I've had the success that I've had in stand-up comedy in this short amount of time. I go to sleep every night watching stand-up comedy, literally, you know, studying it, going to sleep. I hear the audience laughter in my brain while I go to sleep. You know, I'm just like just channeling myself for the moments where I step on stage is new to me. Like I see this in front of me all the time. And those three comedians really, really stick out to me and the style of performance that I want to bring to the stage. For you, right? What is the most difficult part of acting? <clears throat> you know, I should be used to this by now, but you know, with every new character it's different. And I feel like it's separating myself from the character because the character could be something that's not like Tyler at all. And the character may do certain things that I would never do. And first I would have to study the character, see who he is, what he would do. And then just, you know, not being uncomfortable doing that thing, doing those things that the character would do. Because, you know, I've been in certain situations on stage where I have to use an African accent, you know, totally American, but, you know, just, just tapping into a different person is just something that's kind of difficult, but, you know, it's definitely worth it once you transform and then become the character and then make magic on stage. It's always worth it. And that's what keeps me coming back to it. I've heard Denzel mention when you talk about certain roles you play and he's mentioned, you know, you got to put your foot down and decide what you won't do and what you will do for you. What are your like non-negotiables? Like, hey, I'm not gonna play this type of role. I'm not gonna do this. Have you gotten to that point where you kind of know what you don't want to do, or are you kind of open to any type of role? You know, um, definitely, I would never do a role that goes against my faith. You know, there's like a certain principle that I have to keep with my life and my faith in God. You know, nothing that goes against that is an automatic deal breaker for me. I won't do it, no matter the price that they're gonna pay me. And for right now, that's the biggest one. But at the same time, right now in my career, I'm still excited to like kind of like jump at whatever whatever blessing that God's ready to give me, whatever door he's ready to open. I'm ready to bust through it, you know. But definitely, you know, anything that goes against my faith in him can't go there. So what is the most difficult part of stand-up? <laughs> Man, you know, Every crowd is different, you know? And for me personally, I'm, I'm young, I'm around college students all day. So it's easy for me to write something 
in the language and in the style of a college student, but I go on stage, there's no college, college students in the audience, there's a bunch of grown people and they might not, you know, react the same way to my jokes. So I feel like for me, the hardest part is writing something for every audience to enjoy, you know? And um, just also, well, you know, your punchline's gotta be everything, you know? The worst thing in stand-up comedy is bombing. Thankfully, I haven't bombed yet, but you know, it's a part of the journey. So yeah, I think that just goes back into just writing material that I believe that everybody will be able to enjoy during my set and not lose any audience members. That's key, and you mentioned it though. I was just watching something over the weekend. Tracy Morgan was talking about he bombed before. Tracy. He's, he said, it's a part of the business but you know, it's all about how you react to it and how you respond after that. He was talking about for him, yeah. if he, everybody wouldn't. So I'm flaming you, 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 you. So, <laughs> so that's how he approached it. But yeah, that's- you Gotta love Tracy, man. Yeah, that's something that's a part of it on different levels at any time. For you, right? Mm-hmm. How has your family reacted to you getting into the arts? You know, a lot of families sometimes aren't supportive of certain dreams, you know, hey, I want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, I want you to be a teacher. How has your family and your friends re- responded to your passion of going into the arts? Wow, that's a great question. And absolutely fantastic is that honest and genuine answer. Um, throughout high school, before my senior year, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And like, that was kind of a scary time because you about to go into college, you know, everybody's got to pick a major. And I'm like, all right, what's my dream? So once I finally found it, I was excited to tell my family. And they were all the way in, you know, just supporting me, proud of me, because they knew I was doing musical theater before I came to them with the with my dream. So they were all the way in, you know. I got into Willie P. I got in the theater program here. So I'm still studying my craft, sharpening my my tools. So when it's time to graduate, I'm gonna go out and kill it, my friends. And all my supporters, they've, they, including my family, they've been the motivation and, you know, the, the gas to my light, honestly, you know, I really couldn't be here without them, you know, and especially, you know, Bench Mom, you guys are now part of my family, you know, you guys giving me this platform to be in front of new people is just more motivating to me, more motivation. I couldn't be more grateful for like everybody's support in my dreams because, the last thing I'm going to do is let anyone down. And the last thing I will do is let anyone down. And, you know, that day where I know I made it, I'll be grateful for, for everybody for their support. And, like, I would know, honestly, I wouldn't be here without you guys and God. Straight like that. Of course, you were part of the Benchmark family now, too. At some point, we got, we got to hook you up with some merch. So that, that's a guarantee. Um, Please do, man. Two things, right? So one thing you mentioned I want to get to, but before that, you said – you had to, you know, get into Willie P, the actual program, right? Did you have to audition into the program? And what was your audition like? No, I actually didn't have to audition. You know, Willie P, that that situation was funny because I honestly knew I was going to get in. I've heard about Willie P. And my my parents actually both went to Willie P. They met at Willie P. Wow. So, yeah, my parents met at this What's school. Yeah, at Willie P. Yeah, we'll talk. That's crazy. You at Willie P. Your parents went to Willie P. I went to Willie P. Somebody on my two other people on my show 
actually the three other co-hosts on my show, all Willie P. This all this all Willie P love right here. Yo, M Tyrone, my brother went to Willie P, graduated last spring. Yo, Willie P out here. Let's go. Let's go. That's so lit. No, nah, man. I just knew being a legacy child and my brother was already in the school, I was gonna get in. You know, it was one of those situations, you know, Willie P, like the, the department is not really super tough like some departments are. So, you know, once I applied, it was all green from there. So you mentioned, you know, once you make it, you'll be happy. You'll know that it was your family, it was God, the supporters, your friends. For you, just for you, not based off of anybody else's viewpoint, what is making it for you? What is that point for you where you be like, all right, Mama, I made it. What does that look like for Tyler? Wow, great question. That off rip, that looks like getting mama her own house. That, that that's off rip. I gotta do that for mom. Um it looks like, you know, I wanna see my whole family. Cause like, of course I'm gonna bring my whole family with me when I'm up. I just wanna see them. You know, I just want to see like the fruits of my labor kind of, you know, I want to see them rocking the fly clothes. I want to see us all on vacation out the country, you know, I want to be making money in my sleep, you know what I'm saying? And I just want to wake up in paradise and just look around and see my family right next to me, knowing I'm still making money over there somewhere. And it's like, yeah, mama, I made it. Cheers. You know what I'm saying? Celebrate. That's dope. It's going to be a beautiful thing. One piece of advice. Now you're not starting your journey. You're not um, Michael B. Jordan as of yet. One piece of give to somebody that is trying to get into stand-up comedy, that's trying to get into theatrical arts, that's trying to do music, that's trying to be a writer, that's trying to be a producer. Any piece of advice you would give to anybody trying to get into this field? Um, I will say, honestly, you know, make sure you love it. And then I feel like it's so easy to get in because for me, I was welcomed in by all the theater family because honestly, if you really want to do it for a passion and if you find the right people that also wants to do it too, they're going to want to see you win. They're going to want to help you better yourself because we're all trying to make it here and there's plenty more money for all of us to go get out there. You know, there's plenty more platforms for us to reach. So just find your connections, find the people in your field and speak to them. Don't be shy because we all have, you know, the craft to work on and we don't have to do it alone. And that's something I'm grateful that I don't have to do. I'm making connections on campus. I'm in writer's rooms. I'm a part of the drama clubs here on campus, you know, just always want to stay in the loop of what you're trying to get into. So your, so your inspiration, so your motivation will never die. You always in the loop of whatever you're trying to get into. And that's what I would say, you know. I think that's key, um, the networking aspect. I think that is very huge. Um, and a lot of people take the mindset and the mentality of competing against other people instead of trying to build with people. Of course, yeah. you want to be the best that you can be at your, you know, your position, at your career. But I think you compete with yourself and then just try to build with other people. It's a mindset that's different from others, though, in regards of like, yo, whatever God got for me, got for me. Like, I don't need to be competing with the next person in the next. 
am I better today? That that's it. But a lot of people don't have that mindset, keeping it just like right, right. so mm-hmm. I think that's good that you have that teamwork, networking mindset, working hard. It's a must. Well, quick this segment. Mm-hmm. Favorite segment. Our guests love it. Some of them get jammed up because some questions that make you think, but they're rapid fire, they're fun. First one that we always start off with, super easy. What is your go-to meal? Chicken fingers and fries. Chicken fingers and fries. All right, so I got a follow-up then. So if we're doing chicken fingers and fries, the chicken fingers, we getting any sauce on the side with those? Absolutely. Which one are we rocking with? We gonna rock out with the honey mustard. Honey mustard and the fries got yeah. ketchup or you putting something else on them? You know what? We can do double honey mustard. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. honey mustard all around. Anywhere special you get these from? Or chicken fingers anywhere in the world rock? Mm, chicken finger. I'm scared to say anywhere, but like, I will try them from anywhere, you know what I'm saying? It just, I like them a certain way. My fries, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes they can come out with the curly fries. That's cool too. Yeah, nah. I'd say it gotta be certain areas because you know everybody can't cook. It can't be. Yeah, that's the fact. You have me scared with that one. Now I know I know you personally, you played sports also growing up. Yeah. Who's NBA champion this year? NBA champion this year, man. Oh man. Just just to put it out there, I'm a Sixers fan, just so the just so the world know. I'm a Sixers fan. Shout out to the MVP Joel Embiid. <clears throat> but um, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be faithful and say my Sixers gonna pull it off, man. We gonna we gonna find the missing pieces. We are gonna clean it clean it up, and we gonna see you on the NBA Finals holding up the trophy for Philly one time. I hope so for you. I, I hope so for you. I hope so, man. I'm praying on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your top five. Your personal top five. Actors of all time. Actors of all time. Okay. I'm going to go number one, Denzel. Number two, Leo DiCaprio. And then I'm going to go with number three, Robert De Niro. I feel like he's amazing. I love his work. Um, Samuel L. Jackson at four. And for my last one, we was talking about Michael B. Yeah, he has some motivation and inspiration. It's so Michael B. right there. Top five stand-up comedians. Whew. All right. Eddie Murphy, um, Eddie Griffin, Kevin Hart, Gabriel Iglesias. If y'all... My last one. Martin Lawrence. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, if you had the opportunity, you have tickets to a world premiere movie, or you're sitting front row at a, your favorite stand-up comedian, which tickets are you taking? I'm taking the world premiere. World premiere, okay. Why the world because, premiere? Mm-hmm, because I'm going to pop out for the red carpet. You know what I'm saying? All the celebrities going to be there, all the photographers. So I'm going to give the photographers a little time, you know what I'm saying, give them a few pictures. But then I'm going to be networking on the carpet, shaking hands, see who I, who I can meet, you know, light up my personality, give them the charm. 
Uh, so when could we work? You know what I'm saying? It's going to lead to that. And then once we're going to get to that, we're going to go to the premiere, watch the movie, and then we're going to go crazy at the after party. Same thing. I got yeah. it. So we parlay into a role. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get it. We're working when we're not working. Exactly. So last one we're going to get out of here. Again, we thank you for taking time out to hop on with us. Yo, Benchmob, y'all the best, for real. Appreciate it. We always ask this question, but we want to tailor it to you. Five people, dead or alive, specifically comedians, actors, actresses, that you would actually like to work with. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I want to start off with Bernie Mac, because that, that man was gone too soon, and there was a lot more that he was going to do. And I feel like he was a talent that nobody can ever emulate. And I would wanna, you know, be under his wing and like for him to just tell me to just be myself. Cause you know, that coming from Bernie Mac, I feel like will be inspirational because he was himself, you know, Hollywood was writing roles for him just to be in the movie. So I wanna say we'll start with Bernie Mac. Um I would love to work with Denzel Washington. Tyler Perry. Mm. Um, yeah, I got to. My mom be praying over that for years now, bro. I got to work with Tyler. Um, Leo DiCaprio, GOAT. Nothing else to be said there. And for my last one, you know what? I want to work with Regina King. Oh, I really yeah. do want to work with Regina King. That sister got so much more work that I know she's going to give us. And it's like, I want to be a part of it because I know she's She's amazing, and you know, I feel like and her directorial debut, forget the name, When They See Us, that movie from Netflix, amazing, bro. And the cast that she put together, I just know I'd be surrounded by heavy hitters, y'all. Facts, Regina King, I think is somebody that people sleep on. But this One was- time for the sisters. This was not part of the plan, but you mentioned the name, so I wanna get your viewpoint on it, and we'll close out. You mentioned Tyler Perry, right? Yeah. What's your viewpoint on Tyler Perry as a whole? I know you've heard people say he's overrated. He only that's when he does Medea. He's not that talented. He's not good of a producer, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Your viewpoint on Tyler Perry and his importance specifically to our community of being Tyler Perry and all that he's brought from, people forget. There was a lot of plays before Medea ended up on the movie. The movie. <laughs> a lot of plays before anything ended up on the movie screen. But what's your takes and the value and importance of Tyler Perry? Wow, Tyler Perry is essential for our community, first and foremost, because Tyler Perry put most of our Black homes on platform. First, you know, it started on stage, you know, and, you know, the way I feel like his success grew because that was us. We're seeing us on stage in such a comedic and Christian fashion. You know, Tyler, who gave you the story, the songs, and the laughter all in one. And, you know, nobody was really doing that at his level. And the Medea character was so iconic because that was everybody's auntie. That was everybody's grandmother. You know, Medea had a lesson for everybody, whether, you know, we knew her personally or not, because, you know, we really, most of us don't. But Medea always hit the spot to, or her audience and I feel like Tyler, 
Tyler's platform is really for us, you know, the things that he's done. Like, that's our guy, you know. He's really looking to put the next African-American person on Netflix, on BET to be rocketed to the highest Hollywood boardrooms, you know. Tyler's really our guy. And um, I feel like when people criticize his work, you know, they don't really understand the work that he's putting in for us. You know, look at all his projects, you know, he's really putting on for our culture and giving a lot of people opportunities that wouldn't get opportunities over in Hollywood or over in New York somewhere. So I really have a deep appreciation for him, always trying to put us on and always, and continuing to just write and put the next person on, the next person on. And one of those roles is gonna go to me and then I'm gonna kill it. And then I'm gonna be like, one day I'm gonna be on an award, an award show like, yo, thank you Tyler for the opportunity, you know? You know, it's all gonna come together and the opportunity that he's continuing to make is only gonna benefit us and put more of us on TV and so far and so forth. I got one more though, cause something you said- Hit me also, bro, hit me bro. Right, so you mentioned his importance to the community. And I think also for all that's watching that listen to this later, I think he goes underrated in the conversation of just the whole of what he's done as being a producer, director, creating content. Yeah. We community, but he's global, I think. But what you just mentioned to me about, you know, getting an award in the future, what's your takes and your viewpoints on like the Oscars and the Grammys? You know, it's been rumored and talked about for years that, hey, we should have our own thing slash we should embrace more when we have like the BET awards, the Centric Awards, things like that. Obviously, it is not valued as much as the Oscar and Grammy, but you think, in your opinion, you think as our community we should do regarding these award shows and do we put more emphasis and belief and love into BET, into the Centric Awards? Soul wow. Train. What are your thoughts on that? Because we constantly see the Grammys and the Oscars often get it wrong. Mm -hmm. So especially being that somebody that's coming up in this business, that'll be on these award shows at some point. What's your viewpoints on it? You know, I honestly feel like the BET Awards and the Centric Awards and other platforms that really showcase us to really, you know, tap in more to like those categories or those, you know, awards that we aren't receiving, which we do deserve. Cause you know, it's been years of us, of our people not getting the recognition we deserve. And when we have our own award ceremonies, they don't, unfortunately it's not their night to receive an award. So I feel like there's a lot of more areas that I'm grateful that our people have migrated to so many lanes that we've all jumped into now, which we've taken over, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's about time that those award ceremonies that's for us, that showcase our talents, to broaden our category so everybody can be recognized that night, you know, and also keep the same amount of entertainment because there's a lot that we celebrate on our award shows because there's a lot of accomplishments, but I definitely feel like there's a lot more we can do. We can do like two night events or just creating another award ceremony because there's a lot of accomplishments that we celebrate as our people, but I also feel like there's a lot of accomplishments that sometimes go under the carpet that we don't really get to shine a light on the greatness that we're doing out here. And I feel like the greatness that we do out here only shines a light on us and opens the door, sets up the door for the next person coming in. So 
that was a great question. I do feel like there's a lot more we can do because there's a lot of great that we're doing out here that still needs a light shed on it. That's complete facts. I hope one day we get to the point as a community that we embrace the things that we have and stop looking so much to everybody else to get validation. We're dope in our own right. Like I think sometimes we think, and I get it in Hollywood, you get more work if you have the Grammy and the Oscars and whatnot. But when we have more creatives like the Michael B. Jordans, the Tyler Perry's, the Ryan Coogler, I think we'll put us ourselves in positions where we will still succeed and we don't always have to get the approval of the Academy and things of that nature. But within that, you know, the whole process and the whole important thing of is being in position and staying ready. And that's benchmarking. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bitch mob ENT, we out. Peace. Much love.